I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles today to 1 Thessalonians in chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians in chapter 1. And today oh, we have some dear visitors coming in, the Dickersons. Bless their hearts. They are coming from a long way, all the way from down in Florida. But it's good to have each and every one of you with us today. But today as we look at 1 Thessalonians in chapter 1, I want us to consider something here. These first ten verses of Scripture. And I want you to just listen and think about some of the things that Brother John has said and Brother Jim has said. And thank God for His blessings upon us. The Bible says, and and, I, and again, I want to welcome our radio audience. I, I forgot to do that. I get in a big way of talking. I forget to introduce ourselves. This is Brother John Lightbrook. Pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just a side of Greenham County out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house of God's people known as Emmanuel. And we're thankful also that you've taken time to tune in to WGOH to hear a portion of God's Word. Today you're going to hear a piece of Scripture and I believe a message... A message of commendation. You know, a lot of times people look and they say, well, you know, you don't need to lift up the people in such a way, but the Bible says to give honor where honor is due. That's Bible. And I believe that our teachers and our helpers, and I believe that all those that took part in this vacation Bible school, which is really... You come to think about it, it's the whole church. It's not just the people that are in the front of the scenes, the teachers, the director, the, the pastor, the, what, the, the helpers. You know, sometimes it's people that weren't even here, but yet they have given, which enabled this body to do so much because of their, their offerings to this body. You know, that makes everybody a part of this great work that has taken place. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 1, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you, all, making mentioning of you in our prayers. And this is one thing that I want you to remember. You know, uh, a pastor is very thankful for people who are willing to go the extra mile. For people who are willing to put forth an effort. But I remind us that, again, that effort's not in us, but it's through God and our Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 3, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God in our Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake, 
And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that you were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord. Teachers, I want you to remember this. I want you that come and give a devotion on Sunday mornings to remember this. I want you to think about the power that lies in the Word of God. It's not our words. You know, a lot of times you see a lot of preachers, they get a little uppity, uppity, I believe, because they believe that everything is because of them. Folks, I want you to know something today that this pastor realizes that he's only a part of this great work. And you all that are in this sanctuary, you helpers, you teachers, you, uh, you cafeteria workers, I, I mean everybody that took part in this great work, whether you were givers, whether you were workers on the front line, or whatever the case may be, Bible teaches us that, listen, we're all in this work together. Amen? Amen? This is a great work. This is a work of God. This is a work which you've put out into this community that I know will not return unto the Lord void. Somewhere down the road, somewhere down through, through time, this vacation Bible school, the revival meetings that we've just come through, the community that have gathered in this house may one day say, hey, thank you for your service to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your service to the Lord. What you've done through the power of God has made an influence in my life. And I believe that's what Paul is trying to explain here to Thessalonica. He was telling them, listen, I thank my God for you and your work and your labor of love. Now, the book of Hebrews in chapter 6, again we see something here that I think you need to get a hold of. In chapter 6 and beginning at verse 9, the Bible says here in the book of Hebrews, chapter 6 and verse 9, But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have showed toward His name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Now for sake of time, I'm not going to read the rest of this down through verse 20, but I want you to think about this now. Again, as we look at this writing, these people are being commended for their work of love, their labor through the power of the Almighty. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, we'll close out our scriptural readings with this today, but I want you to think about this. 
In First Peter, First uh, Corinthians, chapter fifteen, verses fifty-seven and fifty-eight, the Bible says again, and I want you to consider this. But thanks be unto God. Now hear that. Again, this is not anything that's done in our own power. This is proof that God is in charge. This is proof that God has instilled in you a certain degree of efficiency when it comes to the spread of the Word of God. And each one of you teachers in each class that you taught were specifically and specially designed for that group of individuals. I'm telling you, you go in Sister Cindy's class where there's about 20 little... Teeny tiny ones. You watch that young lady pre- uh, preach. <laughs> I better be careful here. <laughs> you watch that young lady teach those children. She has a way of getting to getting down on their on their plane, where she can explain the very intricate parts of the Exodus, even, and how special the Exodus was. And these little children, as they sat in there, now listen, not all of them at one time is sitting there and listening, but they're all getting the word. I'll tell you, uh, I was sitting, I was preaching one night and we had a couple of kids that were down in the floor and they were drawing or, or coloring or whatever it was they were doing. And at the end of the service, they asked their parents what I was talking about when I said a certain thing. Don't tell me that these children do not hear what is being said. They actually do. But in 1 Corinthians in, in fifteen fifty seven, the Bible says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now listen to this. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I want to bring a message today simply entitled, A Labor of Love. A message that I pray would encourage the saints of God to keep on keeping on. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, once again as we come before your throne, we thank you for this day which you've given us. We thank you, dear God, for this good number that's come into thy house today to worship you. Lord, we know that we have others that are not able to be with us today. For them we pray and ask that you would protect and care for. You would heal you would bring the joy that they stand in need of. Father, we pray that you will just bless your word today. Father, as we look out over this congregation, we see a great deal of workers and helpers, those that expend their time, effort, and money, and they do so through thy might and thy power. Lord, I pray that you will bless their hearts this day. Help us, dear God, to realize that the things that have been done for your honor and for your glory will not return unto you void.
but that you will bless. Lord, I pray for this church family. Father, that you will continue to care for them. Bless them, dear God, in their works, for their work's sake. Father, I pray that you would encourage them to never give up and to keep on till the day that you call us home. Lord, bless and Father, forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, our message today is one of commendation for the labor and love which has been performed here. Not just in this last week of VBS, but all down through the years of this church's existence. This church and this community has been blessed because of your unwillingness to quit and to give up. This body has been blessed down through the years with a people who have sacrificed and given of their time, their money, and their effort to perform a good work for the glory of God. God's Word declares for us that your labor of love is not in vain in the Lord and that God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. God will reward faithful efforts performed in His name and you will be blessed accordingly. So today as I look at this and I wonder, you know, Friday I believe it was, I was beginning to put this message together and, and I was going back and I was thinking about all the, all the teachings that we heard throughout the week and I mean, man, we heard some great teaching, didn't we? I mean, that, that adult class, listen, I want you to know something. If you're not participating in the VBS as an adult, you come and you'll find out just how, how blessed you'll be. I'm telling you, it is a blessing to sit and to hear again the things of God, to, to just speak on our level, to, to understand the things that have been said. We've had a great week, a great week. But first of all, today I want you to think about why Will God remember your work? And I want each one of you to stop and consider this. Think about all these children that have been touched throughout this week. And I want you to know it wasn't just the children who were touched. Their parents have been touched. And I want you to think about that every, every night when these children took home their, their lessons, Guess who got to see them? Guess who got to witness what was done that day by, with their children, their moms and dads? Folks, I'll tell you, that is, a, that is a very, very unique opportunity for a church to, to reach a community that maybe has not been reached. A people that maybe has not ever come into the house of God, but yet they have been blessed so because of your efforts in this place. Why will God remember your work? Because you spoke to these children of God's providential care. Friday when I spoke to the adult class, I had, a, had this outline and, and I, was, I was thinking about God's providential care. You know, these children need to understand that there comes thing, there's things that come up in our lives and it's by God's divine plan 
And oftentimes we don't understand at the moment what's going to happen, but down the road, God reveals why these things come into our lives. I believe that's a good thing for, for young people to get a hold of. That God is always there. He's, there's never been a thing that has transpired in your life that He hasn't known about. You say, well, even the bad things, even the bad things God knows about and they're there for your good and ultimately His glory. That's one of the reasons why God is, is not going to forget your work and your labor of love. You have told them about, about a, a, a Moses who, who was, we would think, abandoned, was put in the bulrushes, who was left out there and, and, and you might have thought that was a horrible thing, but all these things work together for Moses' good and God's ultimate glory. As a matter of fact, after, after a good long while of Moses' life and after he, was, uh, after he was called of God to go and get the people and lead them out, God says, I'm going to get me glory from Pharaoh. And he used Moses to do that. We go back and we look at things that happen in our lives and we wonder from time to time, why do these things happen? We think about Joseph and Joseph was a, was a man who as a young boy, his older brothers, they despised him. And as a matter of fact, they had plotted to kill him had it not been for one, one of his brothers spared, getting, getting, a hold of their, getting a hold of their idea and putting a stop to it. Had it not been for him. But God has all these things worked out. Yet Joseph was sold into slavery and, and then even later on in his life, you know, as he was uh, 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 in Potiphar's house, then Potiphar's wife began to make advances toward him and he got away and, and all these things, you think, well, how in the world, why would God allow that to happen? God was building a leader. God was building a leader is what he was doing. Just like in the life of Moses, he was building a leader. And that's what you're doing with these children as you're teaching them in these classes. You're building leaders. You're building up maybe the next church, the next generation that's going to be in this body. Who knows but what, what little boy that you were teaching was, is one day going to be the pastor of the Emmanuel Mystery Baptist Church. Who knows but what, what little boy you were, you were bringing up what may one day be a deacon in the, the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church, a teacher, a piano player. With these girls that you're teaching, I mean, who knows but which one of them is going to be the next generation's teacher who's going to allow the children to play in the shaving cream. You know what? They're going to remember those times. They're going to remember that. Little Lachlan, he come out the other day and I was in there when, uh, when the shaving cream was everywhere. And I mean, the children, I mean, they were enjoying that. They were having a big time. Just one of those special little things that Sister Cindy does to, to allow them to enjoy their time in their class. He come out and he looked at me and his eyes were real big and I knew something was getting ready to happen. And I said, I just went ahead and done it. I said, all right, give me five. And buddy, he gave me five and that stuff went everywhere. 
Then he started patting me on the legs. I had shaving cream everywhere. But listen, those little children are going to remember those days spent in that, in, that, in, that little school, in that little room back there. They're going to remember their teacher as she taught them about the providential care of God and how that nothing happens in their lives without His knowing it and without His able, enabling it. It's going to help them to get through some situations. It's going to help them to get through some, some hard places in their lives because they know that God is in charge of their life. You know, I go on up and I think about these, uh, these young people that were in Sister Renata and Sister Debbie's class and, and I, was, I was sitting there and I was watching them working and as they were, as uh, Sister Renata was giving them uh, the lesson that night, and I mean, their eyes were fixed upon her and they were listening so intently. God's not going to forget that. You ladies that have worked so hard in this uh, uh, for so many years, God's not going to forget your work and your labor of love. I go and I think about uh, Brother Rick and Sister, well, I'll be dang on Stacy's class. I've known them a while. <laughs> but you go in there and Sister Stacy is, is teaching these children the same lesson that even all the way up to the adults are getting. How God works in the lives of, your, of, of, of these children. How that God uh, uh, fashions their lives for His honor and for His glory. God's good. Brother Jared, as he was sitting in his class up here under the picnic shelter, I remember as I was sitting there and I was outside the door there and listening and, and as they were going over the things... You know what those those young teenage boys they weren't they weren't their their minds weren't everywhere out there and the, you'd think everybody would be distracted with the outside you know the outdoors and everything no they were listening to their teacher God's not going to forget that Sister Rebecca as she was teaching these young teenage girls I mean I mean she had a whole pack a whole parcel of, of young teenage girls up here and she was teaching them. You could stand behind the curtain here. She wouldn't know you as Eric. She wouldn't get nervous. She, would, she was teaching a great deal. These teenagers need that. These teenagers need all this, this wonder and, and, and the wonder of the Word of God. And, and they need that today. Listen, folks, if the church doesn't reach them, I guarantee you the world will. I guarantee you today that, that the world will grab a hold of these young people. You go back to Sister Stephanie's uh, uh, room and, and there behind the partition as she taught these young people. Listen, I want you to know God's not going to forget your work. And I know that it's not, a, it's not an easy thing for a lot of people to to jump in there and start teaching. It's not a, it's not a, it doesn't come naturally to some people, but yet God gives you that ability right when you need it. And I want you to know that every last one of you, and I said, and I, I stood or set in on every one of your all's lessons 
Every night I visited every room. And I want you to know something. I thank God for the teachers, for the workers, for the helpers. I thank God that there is an ability to, to have a desire for these children to teach them. Listen, you know, oftentimes you hear people say, well, vacation Bible school is nothing but a, a babysitting parlor. Not here at Emmanuel, it isn't. These children love to come to vacation Bible school, and that's the reason why our house is always full of children. They love the things of God, and they love to hear about the way these teachers bring it out. It's, it's where they can understand it. You know what? God will not forget your labor and your work of love simply because you have told them. Listen, in God's providence, in God's time, you're in His hand. These are things that they need to get a hold of today. There's things that's going to happen in their young lives that they're not going to understand, but they need to know that God is there. And they know so because of your teaching. God's not going to forget that. I go back and I, I, you know, I, I think about Romans in chapter 8 and I do love this portion of Scripture. And it says in verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. I want you to stop right there for just a moment. This talks about the providence of God. This is a good teaching that you need to get our children involved in. And that's what you've done this week. You have told them, listen, there's things that's going to come in your life that you may not understand. You may not, you may not, you may even question. But listen, know this, that God is working in, on your behalf for your good and His glory. Thanks to your teaching and your willingness to lead by example, these young people can face adversity knowing that God is able to sustain them through any and all situations. That's what they learned this week. You think about Joseph and you know, you think, well, man, he was imprisoned. He had brothers that wanted to kill him. He had a, uh, he had a, uh, all kinds of problems. But God brought him through it all, didn't he? You know what God made of him? Made a great leader out of him. Not only for his brethren, but for even those whom he was put in charge of. Made Joseph a great leader. You know, all the, way, the life of Joseph as it comes all the way through to fruition. You come all the way down to where Jesus was born. We think about how good God is having saved such a man as Joseph. 
Now secondly, why will God remember your work this week? Because God's salvation was fully explained in the Passover. You know, as I sat and I listened to that, and you know, a lot, I'm telling you, it's good for a pastor to sit and be taught. It's good for a pastor to, to sit under the teaching of, a, of another man. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we have these revival meetings. You know what? I'm, I'm being taught and fed there. But as I sat there and my mind focused, instead of preaching to the people, I was being taught. And my mind was focused upon that night. When God gave Moses a decree, this is how it has to be. Folks, I want you to know something. In salvation, there's only one way. There has to be that way. And that's what you were teaching these children. There's not many ways as the world wants everybody to believe. There's one way to the Lord. It doesn't come through our good works. It doesn't come through baptism. It doesn't come any other way but His way. Acts 4.12, the Bible says... There's no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. That name is Jesus. And that's what these young people were taught this week. How the parallel from the Passover all the way to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. There was the Lamb of God that shed His blood. It was applied to the doorpost of our hearts. And to the lintel of our hearts. And that's how we're brought about into salvation. That was your job to teach. And you've done a great job at it. A great job. I sat and I listened as, as I, I, I listened to Brother Jamie as he, was, as he was bringing this out to the adult class. And, and then all the other teachers, they were on the same, they were on board with the same thoughts. Listen, God gave Moses a decree and this is how it has to be. There's no other way it's going to work. You put that lamb up and you make sure it's a, it's a spotless lamb. You make sure that lamb is pure. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no ailments. There's no, there's no sickness in it whatsoever. It's sound, as I said the other night, in hoof and mouth. It's sound. It couldn't even have an eye that was blemished. The Bible speaks about that because it was speaking about the body of Jesus Christ who was yet to come. That perfect Lamb of God, as John the Baptist, as, as you see in the wilderness, as, as, as that Word of God came forth, He said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. How did He do it? Through His shed blood. Just like that Lamb saved all the firstborn throughout all Egypt that night. It didn't matter, you know, the, all the plagues. They, all the plagues except for this one landed upon the, the Egyptians only and not the Israelite. But now, this one's for all the people. This was for everybody. Listen, I want you to know something today. The salvation has come to this house tonight or today. And it's come through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and through the preaching of the gospel, through the teaching of the gospel that you all brought forth this week. Listen, God's not going to forget your work and labor of love. How that you told them that the blood had to be applied exactly like God told Moses. Without the blood being applied, there would be no salvation for that firstborn behind it.
And listen, the firstborn, listen, of that house, it wasn't, you know, the salvation, the blood was applied, but if he wasn't behind the blood, he still died because he wasn't behind the blood. Same way of salvation today. You may know it. You've been taught the gospel of Jesus Christ all of your lives, but listen, until that blood's been applied to your heart, it's not going to do you any good. Matter of fact, it'll, it'll damn you in the end if you die a lost sinner because you knew there was a way of escape. Just like that, just like that Egyptian son, that firstborn that was, that was there, listen, he might have been thinking to his dad, listen, you know, uh, these, these Israelites, they say, listen, you better put the blood if you want to save my life. And he said, don't listen to that. There's people today in this world that tell you not to listen to that old preacher. The devil today is trying to get you not to listen to that old preacher, that teacher that has brought you the Word of God. But you know that if the blood's not applied, your life is in danger. Folks, I want you to know that today. If the blood's not applied, your life's in danger. And that's what these teachers taught. That's what they taught this week. Think about that. You go back to John chapter 3. And again, one of, my, one of my go-to verses, of course. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Folks, I want you to know something. God will not forget your work this week because you told that. God will not forget your work and your labor of love because of what you've done for His honor and for His glory. The third thing I want you to think about, why will God remember your work this week? Because you taught them to fully and wholly follow the Lord. You know, uh, I was sitting and listening, and I, I tell you what, I really appreciate our, our, our teacher. I appreciate our Sunday school teacher. But as I sat and I, I listened to Brother Jamie... And I was listening to this one point right here. How that God's children, once you're saved by the grace of God, you need to follow Him. You need to wholly trust Him. You need to, you need to do what He says to your heart. I mean, He speaks to our heart every day. And listen, if you don't do what He says, you're not going to be blessed, are you? I was thinking about that when they come up to the to it, to in between a rock and a hard place. They had the Egyptian army behind them, had the Red Sea in front of them. And they began to really get fear, fearful, didn't they? Listen, the Bible teaches us, and this is what you taught your children. Now listen, if you're going to be blessed in life, you're going to have to follow Him. You're going to have to trust Him. You know what? There's no greater teaching you can teach these young people today than that one thought. You need, to, you need to trust what He says to you. You're going to be placed in positions where you're going to be up against it one day. Doing right is always right. And truth will never change. The truth never changes. Stay with the stuff that's, that brought you salvation. Amen. Follow the Lord. 
these individuals, as they come up there and they saw that Dred Sea, they saw the, the great, the great uh, force behind them and, and they said, would to God you'd have left us alone we'd have died in Egypt. Fear began to overcome them. But you told them, there's a way around fear. Trust the Lord and follow Him. Trust Him. And you know, that's the reason why God's not going to forget your labor of love. Follow Him. Yes, what you're, what you're being led into might, might look completely undoable. That's the way it was in my ministry when I was first called into the ministry. I, I thought, told the Lord, I thought, man, that's a wrong, you got the wrong person now. I'll never forget it. I mean, I used to, when I was at the refinery, when I was, I, I go into these big meetings with Marathon and I always have me a sidekick right here beside me. And I always made him do the talking. You know why? Because when I started talking, I stuttered to something awful. I was a bad stutterer. I mean, I, you know, fear overtook me. I couldn't speak in, in crowds. Now my people say, now you won't shut up. But there was a time when I thought when God called me to pastor, when He called me to preach, I thought, man, there's no way. There's no way. I, I mean, I'm illiterate in the Word of God. I felt like I was illiterate in God's Word and I felt like I was in, unable because of my own personal demeanor. I thought, there ain't no way I can do this. But that's when I realized it wasn't me doing it. It was God doing it. Folks, when you follow the Lord, all things are possible, Amen. That's what he's trying to, that's what you taught these children today. When you follow the Lord, all things are possible. And that's wonderful. That's the wonder of it. In, in Philippians in chapter 4, I go back here from time to time and, and read these scriptures because it's what got me through some hard spots. The Bible says in Philippians 4 and verse 13, I can do all things. Now it didn't stop there, did it? It didn't stop there. I can do all things through Christ. Amen? Folks, I want you to know something. With your teaching that to these children, the horizon is limitless. Their future, as long as they're following the Lord, it's untelling what they can be. Because they can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You say, well, I, I don't know how. Don't, I don't have the ability. Sounds like this old preacher. I said, I have no ability to speak. And this scripture came to me. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Folks, I, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that our teachers taught our young people these great truths. Why will God remember your work this past week? Because you taught that it's God that provides. God provides. He provides all things. You know, when the children of Israel were going through the wilderness 
and they needed water. I mean, they began to murmur and complain to Moses and Aaron. God gave them water. They got a little hungry and they, they wanted bread. They wanted something to eat and God gave them bread. They began to complain about the dry bread and, they, and God gave them meat. God kept providing just like He does us. Listen, the Bible says in the book of Matthew in chapter 6 that Jesus Christ will, will care for His own. And listen, I don't believe there's a hair of our head that comes out that God doesn't know about it. There's not a sparrow that falls to the ground without His knowledge. How much more valuable are you who His Son died for on the cross of Calvary? That's what you taught these children. God will provide. God will sustain thee. And those are the reasons why that I commend you today for the teaching of the Word of God. God provides peace to the faint of heart. God provides courage to the, in the face of adversity. God provides water to the thirsty and God provides bread to the hungry. You know, we go back and we think about the names of God, amen? I mean, I love to go back and study those names. You know, I think about this one in particular. Yahweh Yaira. Yahweh, in other words, God will provide. That's what you told these children. That's the reason why God will not forget your work and labor of love. This the young people were taught in earnest this past week. God will always remember those who sacrifice their time, labor, effort, and money as you invest in the children of His heritage. You say, this has been a different kind of message. Well, this has been a message I think is needed. Too many times people forget those behind the scenes those who are doing the work. And I believe very well that God says, honor those whom honor is due. And I want you to know today that I thank you. I want you to know today that I am so thankful to be the pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. You know, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about what our vacation Bible school director is going to bring out. You know why? Because I know he's go, he goes through every bit of it. He checks those things out. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to concern myself with the, the very, I mean the intricate parts that make Vacation Bible School turn. You know why? Because there's so many in here today that work each and every part. That this pastor, now, not every pastor has this opportunity or luxury. But this pastor is blessed to be able to sit back in the scenes and watch the people of God work and how great it is. We think about, we think about all the things that, we, that you do. You know, I, I go back in my study... 
In my study, I have all over the walls, all over my bulletin boards, different pictures. You know why they're there? Because somebody took time to expend a little film to take a picture of a child. One in particular that comes to my mind is of one young man who had a, a, a poster there. What do you want to be when you grow up? And on that poster it says, I want to be a preacher. Folks, one of these days, that might come to fruition. But as I think about that, you know, Sister Samantha, she was taking pictures of all these little children. You say, well, what's that? That's a memory. Amen? That's a memory to be remembered. Somewhere down the road, that child's going to look at that picture and say, I remember that week. You know what I'm saying? That's a reason why that, you know, a lot of times I don't, want you to, I don't want you to think that you're insignificant because you're not. You're special in the eyes of God. You're very important. And I pray that God will do a work in, again, continue to that, do that work because God is so good to us. <clears throat> so many think that what they do does not matter much. But you're a very significant part in this church. The children are our heritage. The children that you're teaching today will one day be behind this pulpit. Will one day be playing the piano. Will one day be teaching in all these classes will one day be taking care of the, the sound, the CDs, the recordings. <clears throat> Folks, I want you to know something. I commend you for the Lord's sake, for the glory of God, and for His empowering you to be what you are. This church, as we'll see tonight, is not a perfect church. You know why? Because we're, we've not arrived yet. We're still sinners saved by grace. But one thing's for sure, I believe this is a blessed church. Amen? This is a blessed body. And I thank God for our church family. I commend you very highly for the Lord's sake. And I thank God that He gave you the wisdom, the knowledge, and the drive to do what is needed in this church and in this community. I thank you for reaching out to these kids in this community who never, never come into the house of God, who are never brought to the house of God, save this vacation Bible school, but here... They're not just going to play games. They're actually going to be taught the Word of God and how to be saved. You see, that's what the Lord uses. The gospel message that comes forth every night. I thank the Lord for our church family. Our radio audience is gone, I know, but I, I tell you what, I've been blessed.
But I cannot help but just to go a few more minutes before I close. I want to go back again to that one special time that I listened to this week. That was during that, that second night of the teaching of the Passover. How salvation was brought to, to play in that, that scripture. You know, tonight or today, I want you to know something. You're in the right place. You might be sitting there thinking, man, this has all been about vacation Bible school. No, it's been about the Lord. Amen. God's blessing this body. And folks, I want you to think about this. That teaching, how that God calls us unto Himself was a special teaching. In John chapter 6 and verse 44, as I get ready to come to a close, I want to read this. You know, uh, a lot of times people say, well, I'm, I was saved when I wanted to be saved. No, God put that in your heart if you were ever saved. John 6, the Bible says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Friend, I want you to know something. That's a special calling. And I understand that there are individuals who have been thinking about this gospel that they've been taught and spoke of and shown? Could it not be that it might be God calling you today? He's got that on your heart for a reason. The devil doesn't have it there, I'll tell you that. It's the Lord Almighty that puts it there. And he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Friend, today, if you're here and you're lost, let me say this. You come to Him. He says, I will no wise cast you out. I'll be a father to you. You'll be my child. That's what the Bible teaches. And God, God bless the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. And God bless the community of Laurel because of her. May the Lord's name be lifted up. Amen. Let's all stand, please.